The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Grazex can be fed to cattle, sheep, hogs, and outside of the European Union, your non-pregnant workforce. For a free gift with any order over 15 tons, use the code BEEFANDDAIRY and choose a golf visor, shoehorn, or a milking smock bearing your star sign. Hello and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and a printed magazine brought to you by Grazex. If you were listening to the Grazex ad at the beginning of the show, I'd just like to say if you're choosing your free gift, I can personally recommend the shoehorn. I use it now every time I put my shoes on and I very rarely have to butter my ankles, something I would often resort to before the arrival of the promotional horn. Later in the podcast, news of the British Beef Council annual dinner and barn dance. But first, this week saw the publication of a report by the Meat Industry Employees Association, which says that around half of abattoir workers have experienced mental health issues, with up to 30% of these cases falling into the very serious category. To shed some light on this, earlier this week I spoke to Eli Roberts, owner of Roberts Slaughterhouse in South Wales. I began by asking him if there was something inherently depressing about the mechanised slaughter of meat beasts. I don't see why it's got to be depressing. I'm providing a service. You know, um, and not just for my clients, uh, the local community, but for, for, the, yeah, for the animals themselves. You know, I think it's very important to, to bear that in mind. Like... Well, this is what I say to the boys who sometimes get a bit down in the dumps. I say, if you if you were born a cow, right? God forbid you were born a cow. You're going to end up either, there's only two ways you're going to end up, right? On someone's plate or on someone's feet. Right? And that must be very depressing for the cow, I'd imagine. But that's, that's the life they're born into. So what you're really doing, if you think about it, that's what I say to them, is you're helping them to leave this life. Like dignitas. You know, it's a bleak old life if you're a coward and you're helping them to leave this world. Do you do, you do anything consciously to to ensure the mental health of your staff? Well, we're always having a laugh. At it. You want to come up, come up to Slaughterhouse one day, right? Bring, bring, bring whoever you like with you. You see the fun we have. We have a, we have a, we have a Skittles night twice a month. We play Skittles. We have uh, every Christmas, we, we have, a, we have a, a secret Santa. What about something more like counselling, maybe? Don't need counselling, do you? Don't need counselling. You've you got a skittless team. You know, some of the boys come out to me oh, with the overalls on and it, you know, they're wiping their eyes and there's, you know, there's blood running down their faces and, oh, I can't do this anymore. This soul destroying. I said, hey, you just said it with him. Soul, right? That animal's got a soul and you've released it. Now get back out there. Dry your eyes, right? Have a quick sponge off of the blood. And go and enjoy yourself, right? And, and, and spread that love to the belt there, right? Because if they can see you crying and having second thoughts, how are they feeling? They see me, a big smile on my face, right? Finger poised over the red button, bang. Everyone's happy. Do you think you need to be a specific kind of person to go into your business? Happy-go-lucky, really. You know, taking life, take life in a stride. Take life in a stride. Sorry, see, take life in your stride. What's that mean? It just means kill, kill cows, like. Whenever I tell you to kill them for as long as I tell you to kill them for. 
So that's how you, that's your definition of take life in your stride. That's right there. Yeah. Do as I say, keep, keep killing until they say not to kill anymore and then clock off, go home and come in tomorrow and, and, and kill, kill some more. More from that interview later in the show. Now for news of the upcoming British Beef Council annual dinner and barn dance, which we are very pleased to say is this year sponsored by us here at the Beef and Dairy Network, after the council's 10-year sponsorship contract with BAE Systems came to an end. This year's event will take place at the Hotel Gallipoli in Aldershot on the 10th of November, and if you'd like to be there, tickets are still available. Beef Council Chairman Lester Crabtree has sent me an advert for the event that he'd like me to play for you. Please come to the upcoming British Beef Council annual dinner and barn dance incorporating the annual Beef Council Awards all of which is this year sponsored by the Beef and Dairy Network. The night promises Bonhomie a raffle to raise money for the Biafra National Front and providing an after-dinner speech will be none other than Norwich funny man Les Cheese, formerly of Double Act cheese and onion. After the success of his appearance at last year's event, Les Cheese is back, guaranteed to bring the ass down with a mixture of salty quips and shaggy dog stories, all the while keeping it on the right side of blue. He will also present the awards ceremony, which will be followed by a rendition of the National Anthem. There will also be a collection for Cheese and Onion double act partner, Sid Onion, who of course is in prison in Turkey. Price of admission includes a full beef dinner, including desserts, aperitifs and a track course. I'll see you there. So there you go. For tickets which are priced at a reasonable £450, please see the website britishbeefcouncil.net. Now, back to our interview with slaughterhouse owner Eli Roberts. The report uh, by the Meat Industry Employees Association also pointed towards mm. quite high numbers of physical injuries happening at abattoirs in the UK. Do you have any comments on that? I mean, it's, well, it's like any other job, isn't it? It's like any other job. You could, you could have accidents, isn't it? Any, any walk of life. I mean, you, you, could, you could break a leg walking up a bus, couldn't you? You could, but you would reasonably expect there to be a good level of training and health and safety in an abattoir. Do you have those kind of processes in place? No need. No need. We, uh, what's the best way of learning anything? How do you learn to walk? To go to school? Learn to walk? Do you have tutors come in? Learn to walk? No. Do you know what you did? Same as I did. Same as everyone else does. Have a go walking. Fall over. Keep falling over. About 40 months later, walk in. 
same thing here. No need. Who's to say? Who's to say? If I went to some of these, well, these fancy health and safety meetings, right? Oh, I got my badge. I got my badge and up in safety. I got you. Oh, look at my certificate on the wall there. And you're so busy looking at my certificate on the wall there. You've fallen backwards into a bandsaw. Cut yourself in half. But do you, in, in that little scenario, and I don't know if, if that's something that actually happened or whether it's something you've imagined. Well, it could happen. Well, it, it, anything could happen. But oh, look you, at my badge here. Like, very good. Where's that from? Oh, that's from the campaign for the ethical treatment of animals. That badge. Oh, let's have a closer look. Oh, no. I've lost my foot in. Bang. You're in the big vat of acid that we use to clean the bones off. And what's, what's caused that then? Health and safety. But uh, do you think, I mean, these things potentially could happen, but do you think this is, these are likely scenarios you're, you're sketching out? Well, enough for me to say, is it? Who's to say, because I don't do health and safety, that I haven't prevented more accidents than if I'd done it? I'm just, I'm just, have you been present or had reliable reports of accidents happening, for example, being chopped in half by a bandsaw because of somebody showing their certificate or badge that they've got on a health and safety course? Well, not as many, not in as many words. I mean, I haven't, I haven't I, but I've seen people, I've seen people tripping over plenty of times. And why do you trip? Because you're not concentrating, right? Well, my, my, my staff are constant. There's nothing to distract them. There's no certificates, no badges, no blinking, you know, hard hats or leather gloves and that nonsense to distract them. Concentrate, right? You've got to focus, right? Because they've got no protection. I take all the guards off the source because it's quicker. They've got no protection. It makes you focus. It sharpens the mind. You lose a finger. Guess what? Next shift, you're thinking, right, come on now. Don't lose any more fingers. The, bo- the bloke there... Right, David's name is the bloke with four fingers. Is the most focused bloke in the place because he knows. Right, one slip, he got no fingers. Is is David a happy man? He seems happy enough. Yeah, he, he didn't speak. No one ever heard him speak. But uh, yeah, you think he's happy enough? Okay. Now the report uh, was published today uh, on the Meat Industry Employees Association website, and mm. also uh, alongside that report was um, a database which they published, which is a searchable database of right. UK abattoirs. Right. Uh, where after the inspections that are carried out, you can look at the scores that they've right. uh, they've got for, for for safety and for mental health, etc. Right. Um, I'm just interested because I I can't. We've done a lot of searching, but we can't find. Your abattoir on no, the you database. Won't, you won't find it either. Right. You have some blinking busybody, right, from, from one of the big cities, like, I don't know, Bridge End or somewhere, coming down here, sticking their nose in. Get but the it, real world. But it is a legal requirement. Says who? Says the European Union. You, you've got to be putting my leg, haven't you? I've been to Spain. They flipping, chucking donkeys off the top of church halls. I've seen people chopping up meat on a flipping wooden block in the middle of a town square. Flies everywhere. You, my foot. Hey, one word, Pamplona. Good on the Arabian, look at that. Pamplona, Spain, EU. Because who won the war? Against which, oppression. Which, which war? The, the war. The Second World War. Who won the Second World War? Yes. The, the Allies won the Second World War? That's right. And don't give me an Allied nonsense. You know what I mean? Us. They wouldn't be able to come around here... Telling, telling me that I got substandard safety procedures or that they've had grievances or that they've had employees losing limbs and, and fingers and, and dying, right? If, if we hadn't won the war. Food for thought. 
So that's it for this week. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to the website now where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as a series of how-to videos showing you how to install a cattle grid at your home and your chance to win a thousand calves. And in our off-topic section, a picture of the biggest moth you're ever likely to see. Until next time, beef out. <laughs>